Hey everyone and welcome. Um, we are going to continue on the self-care and what that looks like and how that can look like because a lot of people um, don't do it enough, right? Especially if you are a stay-at-home parent. I myself am still getting over this nasty cold. My son has re-caught it, I guess, and so he is actually home sick with me today, and he is resting up, although it's kind of funny, like, when he is sick, he doesn't seem sick, and I'm sure a lot, I'm sure a lot of people can identify with this, because when your kid is sick, sometimes it's like they have so much energy, and it's so hard to get them to sit still and rest because they're like yeah and I'm like dude you're coughing up a storm you're like I have a runny nose let's calm down rest relax <laughs> but they don't know how to do it right so my voice is coming back slowly but it's not there yet so I do still sound a little weird so I am working on that. Um, so I have like this raspy voice sometimes, which is interesting. So when it comes to self-care, I know for me and I think a lot of moms out there particularly, we have a hard time asking for help because I think that we think that we should be able to do it all of our, all ourselves. Like everything we should just be able to do it because we look and we see other moms doing it all by themselves but here's the case that mom who has like a perfectly cleaned house may have a cleaner come in and clean it like once or twice a week so they have help and we really need to focus on learning how to ask for help and what that can look like is, especially if someone is asking for help, and but they're not sure, like, in my mind, it's like, you could be drowning, not in, like, the literal sense, but, like, drowning because you just need a little help, but you don't know how to ask for help, but also you don't know if someone is asking you for help. So here are a couple ideas of what that help or asking for help can look like. It's... It's the, hey, can you watch my kid for a date night? Not, it might not be because they want a date, but they need a date because their marriage is falling apart, right? Or, hey, can you watch my kid while I run some errands? Again, that, that might not be because they want to run the roads freely, but they need a minute to gather their thoughts. I know we've all had those moments. Like... There's times where my husband will come home and they kind of like, you know, they go to the bathroom and then he goes outside and does stuff. And when I was the person staying home watching our kid before he went to school, I would sometimes get frustrated because I get that you have, you're off work, 
but that doesn't mean that I'm off work and maybe I need a break, right? So you learn to like try and ask for help with our friends, but then again, they're all mom friends, so it's like you don't want to burden them. Or it's just simply telling like, hey, can you pick up my grocery order and drop it off to me? I used to do this all the time. I would order groceries and my husband would go and get it and it would it would just be such a big help because there were certain days where I was so run down, tired, and I was giving all of my energy to my son. And yes, it does seem like that's not a big deal, but to the mom or the person who is struggling because they're not lazy, but because they physically can't like get out of bed or they're just so tired and run down, but they know they need to feed their family to have that extra help of someone going and picking up the groceries that you ordered, such a huge help. So you could be drowning, but you don't know it because drowning doesn't look like drowning. And we're not talking, again, we're not talking about the physical aspect of drowning in a pool. It's just drowning in circumstances or not not asking for help when you need it because I believe that is one of the biggest things that stay-at-home parents need to do. They need to ask for help and it is perfectly okay to ask for help. You think that it's not, but it is. There's such a stipulation of like, oh, well, you stay at home so you have all day. But no, you are giving your energy, especially if you have a kid that's not in school yet, um, to that child. And so it's not like you're sitting around on the couch eating bonbons. No, that is not how it goes. You're doing the dishes or you're rewashing that little laundry because you forgot to put it in the dryer and you don't want to smell the meal to you. Or you're trying to fold the laundry and then your kid comes and is like, oh, look at this. And he throws everything and unfolds all the hard work that you did, which could get really frustrating. But then you're like, wait, he's three years old. Okay, so let's get a handle on this. So you just need to ask. I think that's one of the biggest things that we can do for ourselves is ask for help when we need it. In our mind, someone who's drowning is waving frantically and calling for help, and there's just not, and that's just not the way how like how it is. There's almost a calm behavior that's called the instinctive drowning response. When drowning occurs, it's quiet, subtle, almost unnoticed, unless someone is really paying attention. And that a person may call for help initially, even as loud and bold as they can. But when someone is actually beginning to drown, they are absolutely desperate for air, so they instinctively go silent and more still attempting to survive. They're silently struggling just to keep their head above water, and you won't notice until it's too late. So that can definitely be applied to that stay-at-home parent or any parent for that matter. Or even if you're not a parent, if you're just sitting there and you're struggling with the day-to-day life because it's heavy right now, don't be afraid to ask for help. It is not shameful. It is not like you're giving up. 
it's more of a strength, I believe, when you ask for help. Because it very much takes, I think it takes like a village to live your life. You need people in your life to uplift you and be there for you. And then you have those people that call you out on stuff. And then you have those people who are your ride or die. You have those confidence. So check on your people today. There's so many that I know personally who are just struggling to stay above water. And it may not look like, hey, I need help. Because not everyone is good at asking for help. They don't want to look desperate or in need. So they come with a very subtle, can you just take this little task off me so I can catch my breath? And if you can, say yes to those people. If you can't, say no. Neither need an explanation or anything attached. I think that's the best thing about having friends in your life. Like, it shouldn't be, okay, I'll do this for you, but only if you do this for me. Like, there shouldn't be, like, attachment. You should have friends to be able to, those friends, you should be able to be like, no, I can't do that right now, but I would love to help you out later. (laughs) And then also, like, both are the right answer at the right time for you and for them. And they're both okay. You just have to make sure that you use your words wisely because it could be a matter of quote-unquote life and death. And especially right now, I feel as human beings, it's like we need to prove to everyone that we can do it on by ourselves, but that's not the case. I don't think that, that God put us on this planet to do it by ourselves. I think we need to come together as a community and help each other out, especially through those tough times. Because you never know what someone is struggling with. If you just assume, I mean, that's making an ass, right, out of yourself. Because you can't assume what anyone is going through. Yes. And this is coming from, I've, I've dealt with depression a uh, majority of my life. And I've always put on, like, a smile and a laugh and a fake. And when I am in a big group of people, I can be very outgoing. Um, But to me, for a certain point, that is almost fake for me. Because I'm just, like, I feel like I'm just putting on a show. And sometimes when I'm smiling... In a certain instance, like, I think that's the most suppressed that I've ever been. And I think this is utterly important, too, for especially those moms who are going through postpartum depression. Because not everyone talks about it, and it's there. And I think when you first have a baby, or when you're first new and you have a baby, um, and it could go, like, whether you've had one, two, or three babies, in that initial stage after you've had a baby, your hormones are so up and down, and you're looking at this little thing in your life, and you should be, like, over the moon happy, but sometimes you're not, and you just want to sit in a room in a corner and cry. (laughs) I've had that happen, 
And I think one of the best advice my mom told me after I had my son was change his diaper, feed him, put him in his crib, and go take a shower. Go take that moment for yourself. He may cry, but he's okay. He's safe. He's in his crib. You've changed his diaper. He's fed. He's had all of his needs met at that particular moment. And at that moment, you need to meet your needs. Because if you don't meet your needs, then how can you take care of your your child, right? And I think particularly... Um, in women, we get lost in that because we want to fix everything and we want to take care of everyone in our life. In a sense, like you kind of like, I know for me, I lost myself a little bit because I became, <coughs> I became a wife and I became a mother. So I kind of lost who I was as a person. And just till recently when he has gone back to school, I'm beginning to find, like, the little parts of me again. Of who I am as a person. Not just as a mom or as a wife or a partner. But who I am as an individual. And that's huge. A big part of that was learning to ask for help. Because I know, for me, it's hard. Like, And I have a lot of mom friends who find it hard to ask for help. So when they do... And if I'm able to give them help, I am 100% there. And don't get me wrong, there are my mom friends who have offered help, but I've been too ashamed to take it because I feel like I should be able to handle this myself. And I don't know why that is so geared into us, just to be able to handle it by ourselves when in reality we need to have this community around us to help us because it very much especially when you're taking care of your child it is very much like a village like everyone needs to come together and be part of it <coughs> that's why I have so much respect for uh, single parents out there I have there's one mom in our mom group that is a single mom and she is fantastic her daughter is amazing she is doing what she needs to do to make her daughter happy and change their life for their good, and she is doing that. She is unbelievably strong, and I almost find that inspirational for me. With that being said, so if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for help, especially with your friends. They're going to understand, and, if, and hopefully if they can help you, they will. Take the time. That is also why it's important to find your people. You know, find those people that you can have great communication with and great boundaries with too as well. And that help may again be picking up groceries or just picking up laundry or coming over and help folding laundry or coming over and talking to them while they do dishes. Like, it just may be as simple as going and visiting your friend and having letting them have a real adult conversation and letting them feel human again instead of just talking to their two-year-old or a three-year-old. It's like having that real adult conversation, which is much needed for personal health. Now, 
let me just, like, moving on, on a more lighthearted topic. To the toy makers who slap frustration-free packaging on their products, can you please stop lying to us? Zip ties? Those things are cranked down so hard. I get worried that I've bought my kid, like, some horrible, like, Chucky or, <laughs> or Annabelle. And then those plastic bits that were the last thing preventing, like, a murder scene happening. Because, let's get real, those zip ties are so hard. Like, you can barely get the scissors in to cut them. And it's frustrating because I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get this off if I can't even freaking cut a scissors? Like, get the scissors in there to cut it. Oh my god, there's going to be a murder scene happening just to get this toy out. And they lie by saying it's frustration free. Don't worry about it. Super easy to get out. No worries. All lies. Lies. Oh my goodness. It always cracks me up how, like, packaging is so, like, so all over the place. Because seriously, like, his toy could have, like, 50 million zip ties on it, cranked down so hard. It's a plastic toy. It's not going to get broken if it gets dropped. But then you have light bulbs. It's, like, the flimsiest, like, little itty-bitty cardboard. And they're, like, just ever so softly like plucked put in there and if you drop the cardboard they may or may not break why I don't understand this why a little bit like I mean toys themselves are frustrating because literally right now um our kid like you know it's like every kid oh I want that I want that and then you get it for them, and they play for it for, like, two seconds. But then the one thing that they do play forever in is a freaking box that the toilet paper came in. Or a stick that they found outside in the yard. So it really makes me question, why am I buying these toys if he plays for it for, like, two seconds? When other things are free, especially, like, the stick, especially like the stick outside that he plays for... Like, day on, like, N. N is, and when that stick breaks, oh my god, it's like the end of the world. The end of the world. And then, um, another little tangent, sorry guys. But I saw this meme come across, and I think I shared it on my social media, but, um, it's basically like, for example... I'll tell my kid, like, hey, can you go put that, that plate, go put your plate in the, um, the kitchen. No, mom, it's a bowl. And so then he gets, like, the death stare. Or it's like, go put that cup away. No, it's a mug. Why are they so sassy? Oh my god, the sass that comes out of this four-year-old's mouth is amazing. Sometimes I don't know whether to cry or be so proud because I'm like, I made that. 
That's pretty sassy and funny. I love it. And I try so hard not to laugh. Because at the time, I'm trying to be, like, serious mom. But at the same time, I'm, like, slightly proud because his remark was hilarious and very sassy and probably something that I probably said to my mom when I was little. Well, that is all I have for you guys today. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, Mental health and self-help are very important aspects that I've taken in my life, especially recently. I've always been into, like, mental health and trying to get there and pursue um, just being better myself. Like, bettering myself. I've been trying really hard, and so um, I hope this helps you guys out, too. And remember, don't be afraid to ask for help. And also, if you have a friend that's struggling, listen a little bit more clearly. A little bit better, because they might be asking for help, and you don't know that they're asking for help. Have a good day, guys. And it is Tuesday, midterm elections. So make sure you get out and vote because the vote matters. Um, You're not just voting for your senators. You're voting for everyone in your little part of town where you live in. So make sure you exercise that right. And I hope you guys have a beautiful day. (music) 